The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Hey. Yo. What's going on? What's wrong? Nothing. What is it? Nothing. Well, obviously it's something. Well, we, you guys we... got all this new camera stuff and all this technology set up, and now I got to sit next to him. Yeah, that I, I don't knew. like the new seating chart. I, I knew he was going to say that. Well, well then why didn't I you fix it, it beforehand? Because this, if you knew I was going to be unlike it, if I wasn't going to like it, I thought about like could we don't I sit don't in the sit same in room. room. I don't want to sit in the same room with you. Why just? Can I sit in that room? Well, that's what I thought about. I, at first, I thought, well, maybe I could go sit in <laughs> no, that room. And I was like, I didn't solve there? anything. But I guess Lazlo could go sit in that yeah, room. Yeah, can I sit in there? No, but not, not you'd with, have to be not able with to, the cameras. You have to run the controls. You know, when not we're even recording then, something we need or the cameras. Nick calls or whatever. Well, we could. We could. No. Oh no! Yeah, that we, was no, a, we that was can't. the issue we had. Why I can't sit uh, in there now is because well, this is a lot too much tech talk. But I'd like for you to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, look, it's figured. I'll give him credit. A lot oh, got accomplished oh. in a few days there. We went, you know, from uh, getting online or whatever video, YouTube. I couldn't think of the name of it. We got on YouTube after, I don't know, how long has YouTube been around? Sure. 20 years or so. But we did it. It didn't look great because we were using my old busted-ass tablets to record ourselves. And, and sure. Snowcone's like, we need to work on this. We'll get it better. And he's done a lot. Oh, it, We, we kind of stalled there for a while, but he's done a lot over the course of the last couple of days, right? Wait, No? No. That guy was outside, and he said he did it all well, this right. morning. Yes, oh, but no, Snow, no, Cone a- Snow Cone asked for his help and asked for him to set this up, and then right, he came know. out and Slim Fast said, "Thank you so much." He goes, "I, I knew it was super easy to do." That's exactly what he said. <laughs> he did say that. He did say it, but it was he a goes, lot of help super, to us. He w- said, "I knew it was super easy to do. I just wanted to do it without him in that room." That was for his words, which is the same thing I said to myself. Right. I want to do it in that room without him either. No, no, no. He meant without me in that room. He meant I need to be in here. No, oh, well, I took nah, it as... <laughs> I thought it was like, I don't need him getting in my way telling yeah. me how to hook this stuff up. But <laughs> oh, you, could, you could be right. I mean, look, Snow Cone, ideally, if this were ideal, because it's almost ideal for you. You were very excited, like a kid on Christmas this morning. I was. But Until ideally... You do kind wish of, it was yeah. in the other room. Well, I, I worked hard to get all this. Done. I apologize. You're a jerk. You did a good job. Thank you. you. Maybe awesome. in the new year we can figure out a way to get you because you need your own uh, studio there for uh, you know you're like a director now that there's all this video involved and well, you yeah. kind of need a, a director's well, room. That was a director's the issue we chair. had for so long, which is why uh, I need to come in here. The the issue is is that Lazo's not going to get comfortable with this seating arrangement. I don't like it anytime soon. And so, it's like in the fifth grade when they move you all around. I don't like it. Oh, I hated that. Like, I, and you got and you go home and you say, "Why aren't Why aren't you doing better in, you know, English class?" You're like, "I just changed my scene chart, made me sit next to the weird kid." Yep, no, I don't like it. He chewed on his pen today and ate the ink. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. He cusses at the like teacher. It. Yeah, that God, the things that you forget about from youth that mm-hmm. just could really rock your world. This is, you're right. It's reminiscent of that for sure. The other problem is. 
with the better cameras, every day now before I come to work, I'm like, I should probably shave, I guess. Well, yeah, I need to get a haircut. Yeah, like, I should probably trim my beard and shave and maybe not wear the same shirt I had on yesterday or... Before, it's like, this shirt's got a big stain on it. That's fine. Yeah, or cares? I wore this shirt yesterday. Lazo's not going to say anything. Right. But now it's like, ugh, I guess. Oh, well, hey, mm-hmm. you know There's what? a lot of problems, yeah. You know what? Number one is the seating arrangement. Number two is having him shave. <laughs> yes, that's that's down the <laughs> list. Let's work on getting you into your... And it's not because Lazo wants you away from him. It's because he wants yes, you is. in your studio where you belong, you know, where you can control everything and... And, uh, yeah. you know, really be in charge. really Because over there, you, you, you kind of look like they added a seat to the Thanksgiving table. You're like the kid's chair that they yeah. just put at the end. I'm like, oh, sorry, do we need one more chair here? That's, that's kind of what this looks like. There, there's a whole studio right there for Snow Cone. And right. We'll get it figured out. But Snow Cone, you did a good job so far. Looks good. Where are you going? Oh, he's having technical issues now. You're having technical issues with the video? Because we are on the radio still. <laughs> right. So, so that's the most well, I guess we could, thing. Yeah, we, could, we could figure that out later. Maybe my- if that video doesn't work, you can go back in your room. <laughs> Lazo, we're going to find out, sabotage this very I did not even know how table. any of this works. I don't care. But. I don't understand what the problem is at all. But I do know, as far as I know, we're still on the radio. I don't know because there are producers not in the producer's that's room exactly to tell me, right. like, hey, we're, we're on the air. On You're not even air. wearing headphones. How would you know if we're on the I air? I know right we're now? on the air. There could be how do you know? someone. Because I know. Because you have a good feeling. Let me do my job, okay? Got a hunch. Got a hunch. He's got a hunch that it's working out. How can you know if your headphones aren't on and you're not sitting in the room that tells us whether or not we're on the radio? Look, I know we're on the radio. I get it. We're old, but I'm gonna go check. I don't like all this change. Are you gonna go check? And then if you're we're just on gonna the radio? I don't know how to check there? if we're on the radio. I thought you were gonna say I'm gonna go check, pretend to go check, and then you were just gonna stay in there forever. I had a feeling that. Oh, that's no, what pretend was to go happen. check and go home. Oh, I got you. That sort of pretend to go check. Look. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a way. I don't want you, Lazo, in that room. I don't like it. I like it in there. I want to go in there. I don't like that rapport, you know? I feel like we need to be in the same room, but I understand why you think the producer should be in the producer's room. It's nothing personal, Snowcone. You don't stink. It's just, it, it doesn't, sorry, you're too close. I'm sorry, this is the close. way it's going to be. You're going to have to deal with you're it. You're too close. There's got to be, could we get a desk? I'm not too back close. I'm when did he decide that this is the way it's going to be? <laughs> I'm going to have be. to deal with it. That's, That's just not, the way it's going to be. That's where it starts, right? I'm I don't sorry, like the kid who's sitting next work. to me. And then I don't like the fact that he says this is the way it's going to be, and gonna you're going to have to deal with it. That's not a, that's not an answer for me. Let's snow cone at least keep an open mind over the possibility that maybe there's a few tweaks left to be done, nope. and that oh great now the cameras aren't working at all anyway. So I guess well, no, that's why the problem was. I right. guess you should probably just go back. Because the yeah, there's a good chance for on the radio. Are it we worked for radio? three minutes. Now go back to your room. Yay! Hey, it was good though at the beginning. Man, Don't get it, it man. Good. You'll Save get it. it. You'll get Keep it. Keep it on file or something. The Church, the Church of Laszlo. Still, see snow cone. This is all off. I can't deal with this. You're gonna. I, this. Hey, how, how it's I'm gonna fine work. with you being here, okay? But if Laszlo's uncomfortable with it and he's gonna be, you know, off his rhythm like this, it's gonna throw everybody off their rhythm. Huh? Not that I had any to begin with. We'll figure it out. What? What do you mean? We'll figure it out. He'll get used to it. We'll That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah everyone he's, will get used to it. He's gonna get used to it. Look at Laszlo. He's just looking away from you, choosing to ignore you. Like what it. if we put up, now I'm not even kidding, what if we put up one of those walls? You know how some radio stations, they put up a, a oh, yeah. wall between the people so that they don't talk over oh, one yeah, another? we can do that. That's fine. We'll just block them off, like a little, get you one of those uh, French door things, and we'll just block <laughs> you off over it. I don't like any of that. Would you, we could just completely stick mm. him behind doors right there. That would be nice. It'd just be you and me again. Laszlo. 
What? Livonia's favorite son. That's yes, that's me. That's the Livonia, name. Michigan. What's up? I, I'm afraid that someone's out there trying to take that title again. Yeah, again. It's not a kid this time. I mean, we know those kids were fighting for fate or coolest kid. We had the tequila kid. And uh, what was the yeah, other the margarita one? kid? Margarita so. kid, and then the other were... kid brought the edibles. Oh yeah, he brought weed edibles. That's right. He tried to one up the margarita kid. Weren't they at the same school too? I think it, they might have been at the exact same school. Uh, well, now I see this story, which apparently this story's been going on for a while, but it's making national news now because this guy's going to court. But he's a Livonia yeah. pharmacist, or was a Livonia pharmacist, accused of running a multi-million-dollar cough syrup scheme. Have you seen Ooh, this? No, please tell me more. They show in this news story these bags of money that they seized from this guy. It's like you ever been to a Bingens in Vegas and they've got, you know, here's what a million dollars looks yeah, like. Sure. So you're like, mm, I thought it would look like more than that, actually. But there's so much money that they seized from this guy's house. They thought they had it all. Then they go back. They start finding money that he had hidden in the insulation in okay. between the walls. This guy was killing it by supplying people with the ingredients they need to make lean. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's what he was doing. Zaman El Shefi allegedly had so much money, the feds found it hidden in the walls at his house. 19 months after that seizure, the 35-year-old pharmacist mastermind behind a large-scale drug scheme had his day in federal court, all allegedly for the illegal sale of promethazine, a prescription cough syrup, the key ingredient in a cocktail known as Sizzurp. Over about three yeah. years, he bought 300000 bottles. The investigation conducted bottles. by the Food and Drug Administration lays out an elaborate operation run out of his pharmacy, MedPro, here off Middle Belt in Livonia. Is that oh, close to you? Yeah. Like right by, they showed a street sign and everything. I thought, hmm, I wonder what how close that is. I wonder. What's that? Middle Belt and what? It could have been really close to my house. I, it might have said. For about three years, he was allegedly purchasing large quantities of promethazine, selling it to street-level drug dealers used and abused for its tranquilizing and euphoric effects. Mm. It's known on the street as Scissorp, the drink made popular by rappers in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Over the course of this multi-million dollar scheme, El Shefi bought 300,000 pint-sized bottles of the drug from various out-of-state drug companies. Then he'd allegedly sell it out of the back of his pharmacy to those dealers. Look at these bags of cash. Now, I think that's wow. in the initial raid, which it sounds like they went back later and found more money in the rafters, if I'm understanding this correctly. He faces up to 20 years in prison for this deal. I have to admit, uh, that is one drug I've never tried, and it's not because I turned it down. It's just one of those drugs that it seems like it's hard to get. A lot of times legal things are a lot harder to get than illegal things. Or maybe it's just right. the prescriptions that are needed. I know codeine's a part of it. I honestly didn't even know until reading the story that promethazine was this absolute key ingredient to making it. I just thought it was codeine and... I don't know. I knew you put some some other uh, some sort of cold medicine in there, something that made you dizzy. Well, I've you never called and asked where they got any. Right? Like, did you did you save any of this? It looked like in the story too. They showed these little gummies. I don't know if someone was pressing these things into gummies or if they just put those there to make it seem like there was a way to turn these into edibles. Middle but Belt and Ray Rayburn. Is that close to you, Lazlo? Middle Belt and Rayburn. Now the pharmacy. Oh, it's five so, mi five mile in middle. Five mile in middle belt. Yeah, that's a like it two was, blocks from where I grew up. It's one of those pharmacies with they showed it on the news. It's in a little old strip mall. 
you know, it looks like there'd be a, a dry cleaner mm-hmm. and uh, maybe like a dollar store, and then boom, there's just this pharmacy. It looks like if you were driving around town thinking, I wonder if there's a pharmacy that would sell me something under the table. It kind of had that look to it. I wonder how, obviously, I guess we'll find out more was this thing because it's going to court now, but. Does someone come to him and say, hey, can you supply me this stuff? Or does he just say, there's a lot of money in this, and I'll easily find buyers, find them online, on the dark web? I don't know. What do they say? 3000 or 300000 Yeah, how come somebody it? doesn't catch on to that early? It seems like a lot. Like, I can't even buy cough medicine without them taking... You have and to, I get it, you're a pharmacist, so you buy stuff, but it seems like that's a lot. Because we have to like, scan our ID, buy, right. and they, you only get so many uh, pseudo like, or whatever right. a like month. Like, your name would be linked to some sort of computer, and they'd be like, yo... Yeah. You bought 20 bottles of this last month. Right. That's it, a lot. It said he bought 7,000. 7,000 pint-sized bottles of promethazine from various out-of-state drug companies. Has anyone here ever tried it? Of course. You have? Yeah, of I course. Have. You have? Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh. I like it with a Jolly Rancher in it. Oh. That's the best way. Yeah, I know. Dirty Sprite. I'm not kidding. <laughs> he can't do it. I know. He can't do it. He can't look at you here and do it. This is going to take a while to get his rhythm back. So, were you? Uh, was this when you were in Michigan? Did you try yeah, it there, of or did you try it in Florida? I I just never in college. Some kids were like, "Hey, we're gonna make some," but they didn't have the real ingredients. They were using over the counter stuff or something. Yeah, yeah and they're stupid. putting like uh, chlorous seed and stuff. I'm like, this yeah, doesn't no. seem right. Now, my dad, when he got sick right before he died, they prescribed him a bunch of codeine that I didn't know about. Did you take it? Well, when we went to the house to clean everything out, we were going through, you know, reading his old letters and stuff like that, which, I get, you know, that's what you do when someone dies. We weren't trying to snoop. But you're going through, and you're like, oh, I'll take this watch, I'll take that. When we opened the cabinet, I should have gone in there sooner, but we all happened to be in there at the same time when we opened the bathroom cabinet. There were two bottles, like this tall, that were just codeine cough syrup. I was like, I'll have one. And mom was like, no, no, no. I'm taking those. Right. I'm taking those. And so I didn't get my hands on it. Did you find anything weird when you went through your dad's oh, yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. Anything? So my dad was adopted. Your dad was adopted, right? Well, yeah, kind of. Okay. So my dad was adopted, and the couple that adopted him. I like, mean, my grandpa adopted him, but my his, my grandma was his mom. Okay. So right. my, my, my dad's biological right. parents, he didn't know at, at all. They they found his biological mother at some point, but I don't think he ever met her. So he was put up for adoption when he was an infant. He gets adopted by a couple who, uh, you know, they want to have a baby. I don't know if they couldn't have a baby. I'm not really sure. By the way, that's a good reminder. If you've got loved ones that are getting older, ask them those questions. Write that stuff down. I had enough foresight to do that a little bit before he died. I kind of tried to ask him some stories about his youth, and I wrote a lot of it down and sent it to myself as an email. But there's still so many questions now that I'll never have an answer to because he's gone. Right. But his uh, adopted dad gave him his name, right? So he names him Junior. And within just a couple of years, uh, his mom and dad, his adopted parents, split up. So my dad was raised by his adopted mom, and then she got remarried a couple times to different boyfriends. But okay. we found these letters that his actual um, you know, adopted dad had written him. We had no idea that he'd been in contact. If you asked him about it, he would say no. You know, I, I never talked to the guy. I was an infant when he left. Turns out this guy had been writing my dad letters when he was a kid, and my dad was keeping it a secret, we think, from everyone, from his mom and from everyone else. And he would write, you know, and he called him Donnie, and he would say, I hope you're doing well. You know, I hope to get to why see you soon. Why would he do that? I don't know why he was trying to keep it a secret. Again, those right. just questions that we'll never have answered. Right. We also found out that... Uh, a little bit more, but I knew that he'd had a relationship before my mom that was, they, you know, he said they were engaged or whatever, mm-hmm. and that when he left to go do uh, his time in the Navy, that it, it ended, or I think she was cheating, I'm not exactly sure. Found a little bit of correspondence with that, mm. which again... Did you show your mom? 
No, there was, I shouldn't be saying this, there was stuff that my brothers and I did try to, we went through it first, right? thinking, hey, if we find anything, because my dad would absolutely not ever want to say anything that would hurt my mom. Like, my dad wouldn't tell a story about going to a strip club in Mexico when he was in the Navy because he thought my mom might hear him in the other room. Oh, right. Like, dad, this is, you know, 50 years ago, 60 sure. years ago, but he thought that that was rude. That's the kind of guy that he was. So we knew that he would probably want us to do that. You know, luckily we didn't find anything like that totally changed our opinions of him. Sure. Oh my God, he had a secret family. I don't. Know, did you did you have to go through that stuff with your I dad? I went through it. My my sister went through most of it, and then I came and went through it. And there was some paperwork, and I know that when my dad was in Vietnam, he had a girlfriend, like a Vietnamese girlfriend. I had heard oh, about her. Oh, Vietnamese before. girlfriend. Yeah, so okay. that they dated the whole time he was there. Interesting. And the only thing I saw is I was going through some paperwork, and I saw and there was a picture of her. Oh, really? And one of those paperwork things. So my mom was like. I know she looked over and I kind of looked at it and she goes, is there anything in there? And I go, no, I just tossed it. That's what you got to do, right? Yeah. Was he with her in the picture? Like it was the two of them On together? the beach. Wow. Yeah. So did he, did, had he met your mom yet? Or did they no, meet after no, he, no, no. they met yeah. after he yeah. got back, right? Because was he married before? No, she no. was. Oh, that's right. Your mom was married yeah. before. So there's no like major mysteries in your family other than the fact that no, there's mean, some biological relatives on your dad's side. A long side line there. of divorce and. Yeah. Adoption, of course. Yeah. yeah. But but you've done the DNA thing. Yeah, most it's of it. Not never. like you're super curious about it, but you're not opposed to it. I've just never... I know people would say, well, what if your relatives are living right next door? Because I don't know anything about my dad's side of the family. But my dad's thing was this. He said, I had a mom. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a dad, which she... You know, it was a stepdad that his mom married later on. Right. He's like, those are my parents. I don't care about my biological parents. Right. And so I felt like even with him being gone... It's kind of disrespectful, maybe. What if his biological was Shaq's dad? Right. I mean, that's <laughs> that'd, be sweet. that'd be that'd be something. Right. But I mean, my dad always said Phil is my father. Right, because biological know, didn't bother. But what yeah. if his biological was Shaq? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be something. Right. Worth looking into. Well, trust me, the temptation is there. You're making it a little stronger. <laughs> Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. How about yeah. you? I'm great, man. We were talking about dads. Yes. And uh, our dad's passing away, and it reminded me. I know I'm late to this a little bit. I just saw it last night. Snowcone, he's the hip one. He's got TikTok. He's usually the one that keeps us up to speed on all the stuff that's going viral. But did you guys see the video of the girl giving the eulogy, supposedly giving the eulogy at her dad's funeral? No. Or sorry, uh, she uses they, them pronouns. So at their dad's funeral... Um, Calling him a racist, and uh, I'm, I'm not kidding, Damn. a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic mm. Donald Trump supporter. Now, they describe themselves as a black supremacist, and they attacked their own dad. Now, whether or not this actually happened at a funeral, there are news stories. If you just Google funeral dad racist Trump supporter, mm -hmm. you'll find these stories. This was one of the more recent ones I could find from the Daily Mail. And they oh, so said, she's look. She's giving a eulogy to her father. It's, that's what everyone online is saying. And it looks huh? like she is. You can see, or sorry, it looks like they are. You can see that the audience, there's an audience of people there. They seem to Is this going to bring a tear to my eye? Uh, no, I don't think this is going to bring a tear to your eye. Mm, I'm very boy. curious. what. You, unless you're just like, man, good for them. You know, look, I don't know how you feel, honestly, Lazo. Maybe, uh, maybe you say, no, the, nothing is sacred. And, you know, if you want to bash your dad uh, in a eulogy, feel free. I don't know. To me, it's, it's odd. Tell me, maybe it's just because I'm not used to it. Do you want to hear some uh, how this it. went? I miss something, but it wasn't you. 
It was the idea of what you could become. I miss being able to hope and wish that one day you turn a corner and see the world from my perspective. I miss the idea that one day you might help me fight for the things that matter. I missed my fantasy of you. Because when you died, it solidified the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. That is all you will ever be to me. And Dad, before you tell me to respect the dead, please remember that you disrespected and disregarded the lives and deaths of entire communities of people with your ideology. You told me to never back down, so I won't. You know for a fact that even against you, I'm not afraid to share my peace. You are everything I aspire not to be, and I refuse to stand up here and sing the praises of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. So I'll take your racist mindset, I'll take your money, and I'll take your advice. And I swear to God I will make this world a better place, not at all because of you but in exact opposition to you. I was waiting, like, is there going to be an applause? Yes, there was an applause. There's going to be brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you can hear the the crowd when she's really laying into them. Racist, xenophobic, misogynistic, cis, white, whatever she called them. The crowd's like, oh, my goodness. Is it actually a funeral? The Internet says it is. It's got several okay. million views on TikTok. This is what um, they look like, if you're curious. I am. That's her there. Oh, crap. Sorry. This froze. Now, I don't, I've don't. i looked for more details like, um, you know, can we? That's have, her. That's, that's, that's them. Yes. What, what's, what's, what, 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 uh, what's, what's he look like? So is, there's a picture. He, yeah. He? yeah. Yes, he was. And there's a picture of him. So and there they are next to him. He, you know what he looks like? He looks like the guy who uh, drank all the nickel or whatever and turned his face purple. Except now, his face isn't purple. Kind of like a short-haired Santa Claus. Her dad, supposedly. That's what I'm trying to understand because she looks like. Uh, and she, they said in this article, they sorry, like, they, they. In this article, again, this is according to the Daily Mail, but it says that they are a self-described black supremacist attacking their own dad at his funeral. And saying that he was everything I aspire not to be. So I don't know. Hmm. I'd, okay. love more, I'd love a few more details. But what do you think? Bashing a family member at a funeral. I, I don't care. It's your family. Yeah, but could you imagine like if that was, I don't know. What if it is, it, it's, it's a daughter. It's not like it's a cousin or something. You know, where right. you're at your and dad's I get funeral. It. I mean, and, there's a time and a place for everything. And people are going to say that's not the time nor the place. But... Maybe it is a time and place. I don't know. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Are your kids, because they're now I hope generation, they don't do that to me. No, I don't think your kids can do that. That's not what I was going to ask. But are they super, um, you know, <laughs> po- politically motivated? Like, do, do they have strong feelings about what's wrong with boomers and millennials and Gen Xers? And no. Do, do they voice that? I don't think so. No. Okay. So it's not everyone. And I don't know exactly how old they are. What would you say? They look like they're in their mid-20s? Yeah, I mean, they're adults. Yeah, they're definitely an adult. And whether or not it was actually the funeral, I don't know. I mean, look, I also don't know what this guy was like. Maybe he was could have been a horrible person, person, right? It's a little weird to hear. Again, I don't know anything about him. To hear that he was a white supremacist, according to her. Uh, You know, just based on a little bit of information that I have. Yeah, I I know. I thought that, too, at first. Well, that doesn't mean... A white supremacist it's, wouldn't have sex with a black person, right? Right. I mean, right. that's. I mean, that's what we're. Sure. That's the pause in our breath. It's like that was your dad, right? Right. But I mean, certainly. I mean, you know. And she could have been adopted. I don't know. She could. Right. have been, I, I really don't know the or they. Sorry, I don't know the 
the situation. That's why I was trying to find articles if anyone would actually clarify. They've reached out to them for a comment, but apparently at least the ones that I checked haven't heard back yet. But I've never seen someone. The only thing I can think that comes close is when, uh, what's his name, the football player who uh, went and fought in the oh, Army. Yeah. Uh, and his brother. Are, yeah, and his Tillman. brother got up Pat there. Tillman. Yeah, yeah, Tillman. When his yeah. brother got up there after McCain and everything, yeah. he said, thanks a lot, but uh, yeah, he's effing dead. Yeah, and he <laughs> right. had that beer. I was like, wow, at a funeral. But he was that's his brother. Yeah, and it felt like, well, here's the thing about that. While that was shocking, it felt like Pat, again, I don't know the family, it felt like Pat would have applauded that. Yes. And his brother was like, you don't know him like I know him, and you can all suck it basically right yeah. i'm not sure that guy would have applauded this no. but but we don't know him right? he, she said or sorry they said hey you told me to stand up for what i believe and fight right. for what i believe something along those lines so maybe he'd be going hey well, there you go good job sorry uh sorry that i let you down the church of laszlo it's time to doom scroll with slim fast what you don't know could kill the murder of hornets herpes infected monkeys this is headlines on the church of laszlo Yo. Yo, you got this figured out? Yes, I think I got it figured out. Sorry. So, I, no, I actually, look, people you, sit in the wrong seats. Nothing works. Yeah, I know. I'm and not good. Honestly, I could look. I, I tried to look in the eyes and say I've got this figured out. I honestly don't have this figured out. I don't know what went wrong, but hopefully this is working. I'm okay. trying to do Snow Cone's job here. He had to leave early. Okay. But I think we got this. Now, I told you I want to talk to you about the murder thing in yes, Idaho. Yes, you're excited about that. Yes. It's a, it's a big story, but I do have a couple other things that we got to get to first. We got to talk about Jay Leno because for some reason this is big news the last couple of mornings. Okay. For some reason this has been in the news uh, this morning and yesterday morning. Big news. Jay Leno needed more surgery. He may, you know, I told you he was in an accident with one of his cars he was working on. Right. Some gasoline caught fire. He was burned very badly on his face and hands. He may be disfigured. He may not. The doctors say that he's uh, in good spirits, though, after doing, uh, I think he's had to have two surgeries now. This morning, days after a flash gasoline fire in his car garage left him with deep second and potential third degree burns to his face, hands and chest, doctors say Jay Leno is doing better than expected. I am a little surprised at how well he is doing considering the seriousness of his injuries. Since he was admitted, Leno's already undergone one surgical grafting procedure with another scheduled for later this week. He definitely has serious injuries. There are potentials for scarring. There's a potential for some dysfunction in some of the areas that he's injured in. There's a, always been, or I guess for a long time at least there's been, and there still is now, even though this guy's been in action, there's a lot of Leno hate. I know there was no, the A lot of people hate him. The, I think... People didn't like so Letterman was cooler, right? I feel like that was the beginning okay, of it. Sure. Letterman should have got the Tonight Show. Then it, I feel like they kind of were like, ah, okay, Leno's been winning for however many years straight, and obviously some people like him, but maybe they thought his jokes were lame. I'm not exactly sure. But then when the Conan thing happened, they got real mad at Jay for the Conan thing. They thought he shouldn't have come back to host the Tonight Show. Oh right, because he did that primetime thing. I, I mean, I've read books. Where they're clearly trying to, you know, those Tonight Show books, the late those night are late wars. night wars, yeah, they documentary did. or whatever. Oh yeah, they made the movie too, the HBO yes, they movie. Did. See, I wouldn't lie to you. And uh, I felt like they were very clearly kind of against Leno. It seems like the other talk show hosts were against Leno. I was trying to find pictures of him, but there's no pictures. Not of him, yet, no. not yet. But I, I, I don't have a problem with Leno. I don't think he's hilarious. Like it's not necessarily, but I think he's a very funny person, and uh, I don't really have a problem. With what he did. I like Conan O'Brien a lot. I don't like Conan O'Brien. Okay, there you go. You don't even like Conan. No, I, like Conan. I like Letterman. I like uh, Letterman. Just fine. And I like his new show on Netflix quite a bit. Yeah, it's good. I think he's interesting. I think that was a 
really good way for him to evolve. Yeah. And I like to see people evolve. Uh, Jay Leno, I don't care about the same way I don't care about Jerry Seinfeld. They, I, Jerry Seinfeld and Jay Leno are the same people to me. Okay. Yeah, a couple of Super right turns and wrong turns, and it could have been the Jay Leno show on primetime, and Jerry Seinfeld could have been Jay Leno. It's like they're the same kind of people. Interesting. But don't you find yourself, because you have this neutral feeling towards him, that when people get so mad at him, and and then even take shots at him because he got injured, that I, I become a little defensive. I think him. that's like, because yeah. you like him, because I don't care. I okay. don't care. I get a little like, I'm like, yo, slow your roll when people make fun of Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I like Jimmy Fallon. I do, too. He seems like a good person. Right. I, I like to watch Kimmel. Right. I do like his show the best. I think he's uh, – and, you know, I, I thought Colbert was really funny when he right. did the Colbert Report. I don't watch much. I watched him do the interview with Jon Stewart the other night. Something like that comes up, I'll watch right. it. If I had to choose one, I do like Kimmel a lot. Kimmel definitely seemed to not be a Jay Leno fan, but the Jay Leno hate. You know, even after all this time, he's been off the Tonight sure. Show for however many years. I kind of like the Jay Leno's garage thing, too, though. Maybe that's why I'm defensive of him. Hey – what about Herschel Walker? How do you feel about him? Well, I used to love him. And now? Uh, he, he seems annoying. Well, I think. But, again, I, I disagree with him politically. Hell of a football player. Sure. but uh, And I'm not the guy. Again, I'll say it. You know, if you're going to do it both ways, then you have to do it. So I'm not going to tell him to shut up and play football, just like I don't want people to say shut up and play music or shut up and dribble or whatever. He's got an opinion. He can run for office. I just don't, you know, I don't agree with him. Right. So if you lived in Georgia, you would not be supporting I would vote against him, him in this uh, Senate runoff, right? Yeah. Because, you know, he's still campaigning now because of this runoff. So I think we might be able to change your mind, though, or he might be able to change Okay. Because at this campaign event, he... Don't forget that Georgia about... beat the S out of Michigan last year as well, too. So that plays into don't it a little that. bit. Don't love that. Okay. Okay. So Herschel is at this campaign event, and he starts talking about... A movie that he watched on TV recently. Now, I knew what movie he was talking about immediately. Fright Night. Remember that movie? The vampire movie with Chris Sarandon? No. They remade it with uh, Colin... Farrell? Oh, the Irish guys. Colin Farrell, the Irish guy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's about a vampire. A kid moves into a house, or maybe the vampire moves in next door, whatever. His neighbor's a vampire, and he's worried that the vampire's going to kill him. Herschel Walker apparently had never seen this, and he decides, as he's giving this speech... To bring it up, and I think maybe he's trying to make a point here. I'm very curious what Lazo thinks of this. Okay. I'm going to tell you to keep the faith. Oh, you ever watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because <laughs> the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires and cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But then, anyway, as I'm watching... I'm going to pause it for just a second, because a lot of people said they couldn't make sense of, of what he's talking about here. And I feel like, Lazo, you're very good at... Anytime there's a story where they say, Shaq's not making any sense with right. this Shaq math, you can figure it out. You understand the intent. In this movie, and then you tell how stupid it is, because it's one in the morning. So I'm watching my TV, uh, these kids watching their TV, uh, Vampire Kill on their TV. So you know it's kind of stupid, but I'm still watching, though. As okay, you follow him so far? Okay. Okay, he's watching a movie where the kids are in the movie are also watching I'm watching movie. this show. What was funny, these kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV. Now, I'm watching my TV. They're watching their TV. Or they see the vampire killer on their TV. So they win this contest to bring this actor. Now, y'all got to stay with me. Bring this actor who's a vampire killer from their TV to get rid of this real-life vampire in their attic. So as this actor comes to their home, 
He got all the right stuff. He got all the right stuff because, you know, I got to have a steak and got to have a thing to, to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic because that worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cross. Can you imagine if you're in the audience at this speech right now? And you're, well, I'm I, following him. I think you'd be following him. I'm following him. I got it. I know that worked. And then all of a sudden, this is what was so funny about it. As they're walking through the house, this, 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 this guy's got the holy water. He's blessing the house, this actor. Now he's all fake. He's blessing the house with his holy water. They walked upstairs and this vampire looking real good in this black suit. Whoa, that sounds like Senator Warnock, doesn't it? Looking all good in this black suit. Floated from the ceiling. He floated from the ceiling looking good and cool. And I'm thinking, whoa, they better get out of that house. If somebody float from your ceiling, get out of that house. That's that's not your house. But as he floated from the ceiling, the kid jumped behind that hero. As they jumped behind that hero, the guy jumped in front of him with this holy water, threw it on the vampire's forehead. He covered his eyes. And he took his hand away. He started laughing. And he said, that don't work. He took the cross, he put it on the vampire's forehead. And the vampire didn't even do anything. He said, that don't work. And that's the way it is in our life. It doesn't even work unless you got faith. It is time for us to have faith. We got to have faith in our fellow brother. We got to have faith in this country. We got to have faith in this in the elected officials. And right now, that's the reason I'm here. I totally understood. Got it. Right? Right. I thought he was going to go backwards on the metaphor. But I'm uh, fine with what, it. What do you mean? Where did you think he was going with it? I thought he was going to say that instead of he was the one who went up and then uh, put the holy water on the vampire. Right. But the vampire didn't back down. But you got to have faith in order for any of that to work. I thought it was going to be the other way. They came up and in, in, in that uh, he was going to be the vampire. Oh, oh, oh I thought okay, he was okay, going to be. Okay. But he, so he flipped it upside down yeah. a little bit. I thought he was going to say... Uh, you know, a Reverend Warnock, isn't that his name, yeah, right? Yep, the he's going to try to, you know, he's an actor. He's pretending. Yep. And he's throwing holy water. I would have probably that. worked better that way. And he's throwing holy water and all these things, but it ain't going to work. Yeah. I thought that's what you're going to say, but instead he did it the other way and said, basically, I'm the hero. And we tried a couple things, but they didn't work right away, but have faith. Have faith in me, have faith in the system, have faith in it, and we will get rid of this vampire, Reverend Warnock. Exactly. Not that hard to figure out. It's not that hard to figure out. The cross didn't work on the vampire because the guy didn't have faith. Right. And Herschel's saying, so I got to have faith. Right. We got to have faith. I don't feel like it was that. Now, was it an odd speech to give? Did it go on for a while? Sure. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe that's part of the charm. But I didn't hate it either. And I certainly didn't think. I have no idea what he's talking about. I thought it was, even if he didn't like it was the pretty story, clear. it was pretty clear what he's saying. We got to have faith. And he also called And he also combat. had a twist because, uh, you know, halfway through, I'm like, oh, I know where you're going with this. Get to it. But in the end, he switched it around. Yeah. I don't know if he meant to do that, but he switched it around to where the other guy was the vampire. Yeah, I'm not positive that when he started telling the story that he had planned on telling the story or that halfway through he knew exactly where he was going. I got worried. But by the end, I'm like, no, he knew exactly where he was he going. Knew exactly where he was, he going. was up at 1 a.m. watching Fright Night, and he thought, you know what? This applies to my situation. Yes, of I've got to have faith. Uh, we got to take a break here in a second, but before, I do have something from Shaq for you since we were talking about Shaq. Maybe now, did the Herald have a bunch of kids? Th- what? Nothing. Uh, that one went did the vampire have a lot of kids? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, if, if so. Uh, you know, maybe they lived somewhere else and he didn't see the kids because I don't okay. remember them being in the house. Okay. So they, they probably lived somewhere else. Uh, Shaq says he's got a new theory, Laszlo, and this does not involve okay. Shaq math. And we love it when Shaq has a new theory. I love Shaq. I have a new theory. 
there's more than one moon. Oh, no. Let me tell you my theory. The other day I was riding, and the moon was on the left. And I'm keeping right. going straight, didn't make any returns, and about 20 minutes later, the moon was behind me. That's because it was moving, fool. Uh, there's more than one moon. <laughs> and then another Check, 45 please. seconds, the moon was on my right. There's more than one moon. There's more right. than one moon, Laszlo. Many moons. Many moons. How could you be riding on your bike and have the moon in front of you, and the next thing you know, the moon's behind you? That's true. That doesn't make any sense. So Shaq figured it out. There's more than one moon. I mean, I would love to be friends with that guy. Doesn't he just seem like he would be a good friend and an Do awesome guy? You think there could be more than one moon? Oh, sure. Why not? I mean, I think Shaq's smarter than me, and I don't go outside to ride my bike at night. I mean, I'm not really doing anything. He's well. You've been driving to see a moon over there and then over there, right? It does look a lot bigger when it's on the horizon, right. and then it gets up in the sky and it's all small. I'm like, well, that can't be the same moon because right. it changed size. I'm like, no, it's just perspective. I'm like, no, that's not right. Right. It's not just perspective. It's different. It's a different color. It's smaller now. It doesn't make sense. And if Shaq was riding his bike and it moved behind him, I mean, come on, how long was he riding his bike? So there you go, two moons. Are you in the two moon camp now? Are you a two mooner? You said he didn't say there's two moons. What did he say? He there's said more than one moon. Well, okay, there's more there could than be one. three, four, five, six. Okay, okay. So I don't want to limit myself to two now. It's a you're a multiple mooner. Right. Of a flat earther, you're a multiple <laughs> yes. mooner. Yes. I'm in. The church, the church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. What's going on? Oh well, we got to talk about. It. Look, I'm, I'm about. 75, 85% certain that you're going to be interested in the Idaho story. I know you've probably seen the headlines, and I did mention it to you real briefly yesterday, but I kept seeing people online talking about it. It was all over Reddit, and it's on the Unsolved Mystery subreddit, and so I started looking into it. Of course you didn't. Yeah, I mean, how could I? You know me. I know. Bitches love murder. But yes, but there are plenty of these stories that, that you know, almost daily, and I go, yeah, this Leslie's not going to care about this, and people won't be talking about it in a couple of days. But this University of Idaho thing, People have been talking about for days now. What do you know about it? Do you know anything about it? Uh, I know that some, this is what I know. And maybe, maybe it's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. There are some kids who were murdered. They were students at the University of Idaho. They were seen in a food truck. Yes. Yep. And they were murdered in a house or an apartment or something, but there was other people home. Yes, exactly. But they said they didn't hear anything, which doesn't make any sense. Yes, so that confused They did it. Right, so that confused people. I've no, that's they did it. I've looked into this. Okay, so that house that they lived in is one of those houses that's blocked off into apartments. Okay, so and I actually zillowed it and looked okay. and looked at the house. You can see, so you know those houses that you probably lived in one at one I point. I lived in one in Pittsburgh. Yeah, where it's a house that's been converted into sure. two or three apartments. Uh, by the way, the the Zillow ad that I saw, I don't know how accurate this is, but it said that it was three thousand dollars a month to rent this place. The whole thing? I don't know, but it said three thousand dollars, and I thought, man, I, I mean, even if it's the whole house in Idaho, rents that high? Good lord! Yeah, think, things are expensive. So there's wow. a good, there's a good chance that the the students or the, the roommates rather that were home were passed out. It sounds like all of these. Uh, Students, kids, you know, I'll call them kids, went out drinking right. that night, partied, and got home late. We cannot say that there's no threat to the community. Police in Moscow, Idaho, walked back previous statements that there's no ongoing danger and responded to criticism over an initial lack of information. I probably should have been standing here a day or so ago, but I'm here now. Law enforcement said there were no signs of forced entry and two other roommates were home but not harmed in the pre-dawn attack. But authorities weren't called until the next day. We don't know why that call came in at noon and not um, in the middle of the night. To help find the person or persons responsible, investigators are trying to piece together the victim's timeline Saturday night. They say they know Ethan Chapin and Zana Chernobyl were at a party on campus. Madison Mojan and Kaylee Gonzalez were seen at a downtown bar. Okay. okay. So that's another big part of the story is, oh, well, they didn't call until noon. 
an officer at the press conference, he's saying, I don't know why they didn't call earlier. Why did they wait until noon? I think it's totally possible that they were passed out. And, you know, you've got noise. Well, they're college kids. Maybe they don't have to be up early. Exactly. And college right. kids that, sleep in. I don't right. think that's but, that crazy. No, I don't think not calling them until noon is that crazy. Not hearing someone get stabbed seems. Right. But seems like that would be loud. It does seem like it would be loud. I'm just trying to imagine I'm, you know, 22, 23. I'm dr- and I'm not, I don't know if these kids were all drunk. I have no idea. But I'm just thinking if I were and I was passed out, could I sleep through a bunch of noise in my I mean, neighbor's sure. apartment? I think I could. It, so here's what we know. At around 9 o'clock, one of these girls posted the picture that everyone has seen. You've seen the picture where the girl's sitting on the other girl's shoulder? Yes. That's Okay, so she posted that. Like happiest day or whatever. Exactly. That was around 9 o'clock on Instagram, and they're all smiling. She said, uh, one lucky girl to be surrounded by these people every day, right? So then that night, two of the uh, girls hung out at a bar in town. And then the other two went to a party together at uh, the university's campus. This is according to the police. Okay. So it says the ones that were at the bar, they're captured on video at 1.41 a.m. near a food truck. And this uh, clip was posted on Twitch. I don't know why it was posted on Twitch, but that's where it was posted. The friends are standing in line at this food truck, um, and it's called the Grub Truck. I think because... If I read this correctly, now look at this. This yeah, is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Uh, I think that food truck has its own camera, and it Twitch streams the food Does, truck constantly. That's what I wondered. If they just live stream. Yeah, they just live stream the food truck. So you can see people come in. Okay, yep. so that's they, where they got this video. There's an unidentified man that appears, okay? He seems to be walking with them, and he stands near them while they're ordering their food at this food truck. Police said uh, the four victims all returned back home Shortly after 1.45 in the morning, the four victims were stabbed to death with an edged weapon like a knife between 3 and 4 a.m., according to police. The murder weapon has not been found. At 11.48 a.m., that's when the 911 call happens and they report there's an unconscious individual. Now, police have declined to comment on the identity of the caller, but they did later disclose that the victim's two female roommates were home at the time of the brutal attack. This is part of what's freaking everybody out. How could they not have heard? Why did they? I think that there are reasonable explanations for them not hearing the noise. Not hearing bothers me a little bit. And waking up late, that's, you know, whatever. Right. That's to- that part's totally normal. The not hearing part, I think, is what's bothering most people. It seems to be, you seem unless to be concerned that, with it, too. Yeah, I mean, unless that person, what, they stabbed him while they were asleep? <sighs> that, that's what I'm right, assuming. Right, like they killed him before they could scream? I assume the, stabbing, though, you know, it seems like that would be a loud screaming. fighting process. Yes. And even if you're in the apartment next door, you would definitely think you'd hear screaming. Now, yes. on a college campus at that age, is there screaming late at night? You don't think anything of it? Boyfriend's mm. picking her up. Put me down. Whatever. No. Seems like getting stabbed. Not would be a the different, stabbing, right? Yeah, yeah. I th- so I think that's what's really freaking people out the most. Uh, but they could, I mean, maybe, they, I haven't heard the kids, maybe they're just like, hey, we got super weights, I was blocked out. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, you can check, but my door's not unlocked, I never went in there, I'm not a suspect, but I didn't hear anything. That's, like, maybe, you know what, I mean, you're allowed to not hear anything, maybe you just didn't hear anything. And that's my theory, but I hate to just uh, say, oh, I'm sure they were wasted, and right. they were passed out, but I'm just imagining myself at that age, everyone well, else that would be one, that night. one reason why. Yeah. But... Two people that wasted that they didn't wake up? You just said one person. That's true. Now, both people are that wasted they didn't wake up? That's true. So then at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. Sunday, the university sent out that vandal alert. I don't know if you heard about that. No. And so they were notifying students that there had been a homicide, and they were telling them to shelter in place. They lifted that an hour later. 
The police uh, later claimed the quadruple homicide an isolated, targeted attack, posing no imminent threat to the community at large. Okay. And that's what I mentioned briefly uh, yesterday or day before when they, because it, it was such a weird thing. They, they say shelter in place and then they say, oh, don't worry about it. But wait, isn't there a guy out there with a knife somewhere? And aren't we all to assume, since they're mentioning this guy standing next to them at the food truck, that he's the person of interest? They haven't identified, as far as I can tell, who that guy was right. that was near them at the food truck. And it would seem that they went back to their house right after that. And then they got killed, what, like an hour, hour and a half later. They think that they were killed right. around 3 a.m. I don't know exactly how they know that either. Right. How would they know that? The, the mayor told the news outlets uh, that the slayings were a crime of passion. I mentioned that to you day before yesterday. Yes. And then he backtracked that and said, you know what, we don't actually know what the motive is. We have no idea. So they say possible motives being probed by investigators include a crime of passion or a burglary gone wrong. But my thing with the burglary gone wrong, what do college students have that you – would steal. Now, the other thing, though, is if you are a college student, you don't have any money or anything. Maybe if they've got anything an, X, steal, an Xbox, too. right, a TV, I don't know. But to stab that many people, this to me seems like someone who wanted to murder people, right? A crime of passion against that many people? Well, once you kill one, you got to kill them all. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I have. I mean, I'm not suggesting that, but you know what I'm saying. No, I know what you're saying. I right, have heard three, stories. But how do I, you know, not one of those people can escape? That's my thing. How do all four of them? How does one person kill four people with a knife? Back in the '90s, there was a guy in Maine who decided to go stab his ex-girlfriend, and she was in the apartment with her roommates. And he goes up there, stabs her. The roommates are watching this happen, and of course, one of them runs out of there, and the other one just kind of backed up. And after he stabbed her, he left. It's a totally bizarre story, but still, in that situation, if I see someone suddenly pull out a knife, stabbing one of my friends. I mean, I know you think you, you want to help, but I think this guy's stabbing people with a Rambo knife. I'm, I'm running, right? The instinct is to run. you got to get the Ooh. hell out of there, don't you? Okay. Are you going to try and fight him? You might well, try I would hope him. if someone was stabbing me that you would try to stop him. Well, this was, yeah, this was a brutal one. I mean, by the time she saw it, it looked like this guy was dead. I should have been a little more specific. But she looks up, and this guy's I don't care. You couch. should try to stop him. I know. I know. So couldn't that be, then, what happened here? They're all fighting, trying to stop this person with the knife, and he manages to just continue stabbing him. But how does one of them not get the knife away while he's right. busy with someone else? So that's what makes you have to admit this is kind of a right. There's some questions here. It's it's an it's and I think the way the police handled it was totally bizarre. The saying shelter in place and then within an hour saying never mind you're fine. And when they said why are we fine? Did you catch the guy? They're like no. And we're one of the things said you know that to me sounds easily explainable. What's that? The shelter in place part. Yeah, that's like the mayor or somebody saying we gotta say shelter and just said it. Yeah, and then. An hour late, and then as soon as she or he said it, the chief of police and other people are like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you're gonna have an you're gonna shelter in place an entire campus until we catch this person because that's what you just did, right? It's uh, Sunday. It's, what if we don't catch him on Monday? You're gonna have the entire you're gonna shut down the entire school, right? You're gonna shut it down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So they started yelling at someone like, "We'll catch him," and we're not sheltering in place until we catch someone. What if we don't catch him? Yeah. So that's why they had to just backtrack on that. You can't do that, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And yesterday at the press conference... I remember there was a serial killer at the University of Florida. My girlfriend went there. And, uh, you know, they never did the shelter-in-place thing. Like, you know, walking groups, girls walking groups together, oh, right. all those yeah. things, right? Yeah. But it was never shelter-in-place. Well, the other it's thing like is... like the Gainesville 
killer or something. I remember that guy. Yeah. And he would, he like displayed the victims. And, well, well, what oh, she oh. said was that they told her, I didn't go. She just went and she was going to school. And she said that they went into one of the girls' apartments and her head was on a record player. Okay, I didn't. I don't remember That's that. That's what she part, said. But, they told them. Okay, but I do know. I've, I've seen several documentaries about that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just I really, it was one night. She's like, I just don't want to go back to class. And I'm oh like, yeah, they've done several things about that. I think they even did a 2020 not that long ago. But I'm like, it, it, it can't be any more dangerous than what we're doing in here because we are soaking vodka through a loaf of bread <laughs> and eating right, it. So right. ill advised <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. So are you ready? Where are, you, are you going to Florida for Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's become like the tradition now. Uh, I'm not like we've switched roles. You're right. That's I used to go to Florida for every vacation. Now I don't go anymore. Yeah, because your your mom moved back to Detroit. Right. right. But so, how many times would you say you drove down there? To not, Florida? Yeah, not just from when you lived in Kansas City, but you lived all over in the country. In my life? Yeah. With your parents. Oh, God everything. only knows. I mean. Dozens. More. More than a hundred. Okay, because it became like your. I'm being honest. More, yeah, at least two to three times a year, did, probably. Um, did your parents live there longer in your lifetime than they did in Detroit? Oh, uh, they the lived math? there longer than I lived in Detroit. Okay, how about that? Okay, but I think they, you know, they stayed in Detroit longer. I left before they did. Because every time I start telling my in-laws about, you know, oh, Lazlo says we got to check this out. Or, this over. Like, I thought he was from Detroit. And I'm like, well, he he is. Yeah. But he was in Florida all the time. And not only were you But when Florida, I left but... Detroit, I moved to Florida. Right. You lived So they in followed me there. Jacksonville was like your first city away from home. Right. After living on the ship. Yes. Right? And you lived there for a while. Long time. And then when your parents... My parents had a place there where you are now. I would go there by myself. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, right. It's so they wouldn't even not even be there. I would go. I mean, when I go down there every year, I see... Right there on that island. I can see your parents' old yeah. condo. You know, That's it's, it. it's just kind of crazy that it's the exact same spot. And it's also weird that it seems like there's a bunch of people from this part of the country, from the middle of the country, that go to that side of Florida for whatever reason. It's like divided up. Yeah, I never knew camps. that it was a bit like a Kansas or Missouri thing, but it was always, whenever we went down there, everybody was from Michigan and Ohio. Really? And if you went over to the other side, Fort Lauderdale, that was all New York and New Jersey. Okay. Okay. I know. And that's kind of how we decided. Like, and I guess it would be the Midwest. But again, I've always never thought of Kansas City as the Midwest until I moved here. But so in our head, it was like the Midwest was always the Gulf Coast, and then on the West Coast, East Coast, it was all New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Right. They all went there. And it's crazy too because you'll hear these cops and stuff on TV in there in Florida, and they all got New York accents, but they all live in Florida, Mm -hmm. but they're all on the other side. Yes. And it's just bizarre that somehow people are attracted. It's not like someone said, hey, this is where you should move. I don't think. It's just somehow But the Gulf Coast has a, and it doesn't matter, people listening, it doesn't matter, but it has, it has a more Midwestern feel anyway. It's not as built up. There's not a big city there. Right, no. It's a giant southern suburb it, it, where on the East Coast you got Miami, you know, and I mean, Tampa's the biggest, you're a couple hours south of that. Yeah, so, yes. You know, it's just got a different feel. If you were from New York, you'd probably want to live closer to Miami right. than you would... Fort Myers. Right. And Miami's awesome. I love Art Deco. I do love Miami. It's very cool. But you're right. I think of where I go in Florida as like the real version of the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri where I Yes, it's grew exactly up going. what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? I grew up going to that lake and went there, you know, at times almost everywhere. We still go there all the time. Right. And when you go down to Florida, it feels like okay, this is the real Are you driving there? version of that. We're driving again. 
For Thanksgiving? I don't, this is what happens every time. We get ready to buy the plane tickets. We have flown there exactly one time. There's an airline that flies direct. Because it's like a two-day drive. It's not yeah. a one-day drive nope. that you can knock out. It's two it's days. Two. So it's four days. You're only gone for five. I know. I know. It's a long drive. Th- that's how much... So Brooke hates airports. Obviously, I hate no, flying, too. No one loves the airports right now. No one loves flying right now. But... When we went to buy the tickets this year, because last time we said, all right, we'll fly next time. Maybe we'll alternate because it is a long drive. But when we went to buy the tickets, that's when all that stuff was in the news about how the airline right. said, hey, we're probably going to be canceling this many flights this year. We're sorry we're short on uh, pilots and all, short on right. staff. And I thought, we're going to get to that day. And they're going to say, yeah, sorry, you're, you're not flying. And then what? Then we have to plan how to drive down there. Plus, the other thing is we're dog owners. When we drive, we get to take the dogs, which... I know you don't. That sounds even worse. Uh, you know, I got to stop for that thing to pee all the time. It just pees when we pee. You know, we got to right. stop. It stops. I mean, I get it. It is a, what, what, maybe like a two hour drive or a two hour flight and it's a two day drive. Yeah. It seems wrong to do it. But, Lazo, I kind of like. Well, I don't mind driving if it's like two weeks, but really, you're that's a four days I know. for one day. And that one day, you're going to be exhausted. It's most of your. Most of your time off is just in the car. Well, then you got to go see all the touristy stuff. Hey, that's what I was going to say. That's you got to go see No Mountain or whatever it is. I'll it's like a mountain in Tennessee. I've stopped at every one of them along the way. That's what we try and do. We tr- last there's time- a No Mountain. You, you know, I don't know. You drive up a mountain. There's little planted little gnomes everywhere. Lookout I'm, Mountain and stuff. I'm writing this down. Depending right now. on which way you go. I mean, in last- the Carolinas, there's that Mexican place. Oh, south of the border. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I need to write that because we wanted to go there too. All that stuff that remember when we there's entered- uh, the very first ever Kentucky Fried Chicken, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Museum. Okay, I didn't know about that. Oh sure. And my girlfriend loves KFC. Well then, she, you so have, we- oh yeah. Well you have to stop. It's the very first one. Uh, okay, I'm I'm literally writing all this down. Um, and in Florida, there's so much stuff depending on which way you go. We stopped at a place. Uh, I think last year, a year before, they used to do, like in the 50s, they did mermaid shows at this place. Underwater. Oh, I know and what you're talking people about. got in like submarines yeah. and would go down and watch these mermaids do a show. Big Daddy Don Garlitz's Drag Racing Museum. What? Oh, yeah. There, I, I don't know. I mean, all this stuff this. I stopped at, uh, you know, in between the ages of 8 and 15. Okay, that's the thing. Big Daddies. The yeah. Salvador Dali Museum. I, okay, I have, someone has talked about that, but I've not been. P.T. Barnum Yeah, and we almost went. I think we tried to go to that at one of the trips, and there was an issue. It wasn't open when we were going to go or something. But, yeah, we wanted to go to that because that is on the way. There's stuff to do when you're driving down the state of Florida because there's so much tourist stuff. Right. I mean, it's just filled with it. I'm used to driving across Missouri, you know, going from Kansas City to St. Louis or whatever, or Kansas City to Denver. And, you know, it sucks. It's a long drive. When you drive to Florida, at least there's all this – because so many people are on those interstates – Doing the same thing. There's a lot of stuff along the way. I wish we still had more of those roadside attractions. Well, you're going to see them. I know. We try if you want to do it, and you got to stop. I, I we need to take a different route this time because we'll we just always... cut across the 75 and take that all the way up. Yeah. Okay. Or you once can... you get to Florida, take A1A all the way to Miami and then cut across. Oh, A1A, yeah. Beachwood Avenue. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I remember you you said something. I don't know a few years ago. Hey, when you get down to the house, which Lazlo's never been to this house before, I just described no. to him where it is. He would say, "So when you walk, I out, lived there. Like I grew up there. I know. You're like walk out in front of the house, look straight down the street, take a left. Here's the restaurant you want to go to. Then on this day, they're gonna do a Christmas parade. Oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and he, it's I was like, that's when I realized this is right. really 
Lazo's home. Like you're, right. you're. I don't know if you break it up into percentages. What percentage? Floor I mean, you are. of course. I mean, I have teenage badge stories where, like, if you go across the bridge to Santa Monica and make a right on Periwinkle, there's a <laughs> liquor store there, and I stole my father's credit card and bought bottles of vodka at the Periwinkle store, and uh, you wow. know he got pissed because. Uh, uh, you know, he got the bill a couple months later. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, I grew up there. Wow, I wish you had that now. We'd go to the beach, you know, with friends that I knew. Can I tell you something? Yeah. And I, I don't want to, like, talk crap on anyone, so I won't say a name. And I'm not saying that this is even a bad thing. It could just be that I'm a bad person. But someone... You go left on Periwinkle, you get to Grandma Dots. That, that's where you guys should go for Grandma Thanksgiving Dots? dinner, too. I went there maybe three years ago to Grandma Dot. People are like, what are you talking? It doesn't matter. He, he's already got the place. We they, Last year it was like lobster dinner for, for Thanksgiving. Go to great. Grandma Dot's. Okay, Grandma Dot's right. And even if you don't go for Thanksgiving dinner, go at least one night. So someone, you know, there was the it's hurt. by the fishing pier. Okay. I, I am right. And the down. lighthouse. There's the uh, hurricane. How long ago was the hurricane? Right? Like a month ago? Oh, okay. Something like that. So someone said, hey, for Thanksgiving, what we should do, we should fly down there and we should help. You know, clean up and help. They need volunteers and stuff. We'll go help oh, yeah. clean up Fort Myers Beach and all the stuff. And I thought, I'm I'm not actually a resident there. No, right. <laughs> I, I just am I, am I already got my money. To do this? No, right. you got my tourist money. We don't. Mm-mm. Right. I mean, I understand it's very nice, and I think that means that you're a better person than me. If that's your instinct, like, hey, it's Thanksgiving, we should go down there. There's a lot of devastation. We should help rebuild it. But I thought, well, I don't actually. Well, they already live got there. all your money anyway. Right. And they call you there. snowbird. Well, it's not even snowbird. You're just tourists. Just white trash. Yeah. yeah, you're just tourists. Just more white trash. Snowbirds are the people who live in both places. What do you, when you go from Detroit so, to... So, like, uh, your girlfriend's dad has a place there and yeah. here, right? So yeah. he's a snowbird. That means okay. he comes up only when it snows. He's not a real resident. Okay. All right. So, you know, they don't tell him all the places to go to eat. And it seems like, like that's Like, they give him some information, but not all of it. Yeah. I don't, right? I don't know if it was you... Because I've known you most of my life at this point. No part of me as a kid. I, we did go to Florida once when I was a kid. We went to Disney mm-hmm. World. But uh, I never thought, even as like a young adult, like, oh, maybe when I retire, I'll go to Florida. Even though every sitcom, every show, the grandparents are retired in Florida or whatever. That never crossed my mind. Somewhere in my 30s, I thought, you know, I'll probably never be able to do it. Right. But what if I just put the thought in my head? And if I say, and we've talked about this, if I say I'm going to retire in San Diego, that's, that's way too unlikely. Right. I'm not doing well enough for that. Right. But if I say, hey, I'll retire on the beach somewhere in a cheaper part of Florida, sure. I still probably won't do it. Well, you got a shot now. But you got to have that idea. Like, do you have one of those things in your head? Well, no, not anymore because I, I just grew up going there. My dad always said, whenever I can get done working, I'm going to move there. And he moved there in his 50s. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to live in Michigan. He hated it. Right. Every day of his life, he hated it. Yeah. Um. So I just always thought that's where I'd end up. In Florida? Yeah, because yeah. I thought that's where my mom and dad will be. Yeah. I'll end up there. They'll pass away. You know what I mean? It'll be... That. But then he passed away early. Yeah. And my mom moved back, and now my aunt and uncle left Florida. Everybody left. So now I don't have anywhere. But I'm going to have to... I'm going to stay here. But Okay, so you don't even fantasize about, like... I know you love Southern California. Love it. And Northern California. I don't make enough money. But, right, you don't think, like... I no, mean, like, if I could, I'd retire in San Diego. There's no doubt about it. But you're not... That's I not don't like have that a, kind of money. It's not like, you know, because I do the secret. You try and think about it. I do have some good news for you, though, Lazo, hmm. because... Uh, 
my father-in-law has this duplex, right? If I, mean, I, I can I move can, in there, but I it's can, not true. Listen, they're charge me like twelve hundred dollars a month. I, I don't have it. I just talked to them about this like last week, and mm-hmm. I totally forgot to tell you. It was over the weekend, mm-hmm. and he said I'll absolutely rent it to Lazlo. Absolutely to retire. Yeah, how said, much? Absolutely. He, he didn't say, but the, you know, I don't know. I I think he. Pretty nice, generous guy. I, I really don't think he's going to try and overcharge you. The thing is, it sounds like we're doing a bit here, but this would genuinely mean that I meet you at 19, right? Yeah, and we live together and our entire we, lives. We spent six, seven, eight hours together every single day for 20 years, and now what we're planning on doing, Yeah, we should have just got married. We should have well, just got should, married, mm-hmm. shared health insurance. We could have, you know, helped us on our taxes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I understand why it would have been easier to get married, but, you know, I like the way it's set up a relationship, okay? <laughs> I guess me too. But did you ever think when I walked up that night and said, hey, and I shook your hand, no part of you was ready to comprehend the thought that, hey, in 20 years, this guy's going to be asking you to share a duplex. Not only that, I'm going to be living in a duplex in South Florida, older than you, yeah. grumpy and pissed and yeah. crap in my pants and calling you and your girlfriend and be like, he crapped his pants and be like, hey, if it wasn't for me, right, you never went out you of job. Never, get it dead by now, for Christ's sake. Wipe my ass. You'd be like, Jesus. Absolutely. Will this guy please die? <laughs> the Church of Lazlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. How are you, my man? I'm great, man. So, you know, when you travel to another country... I don't really do it, but like my ex and I traveled, my girlfriend, when we traveled out of the country, my partner always seems to be good about checking up on the customs, you know, like reading up. Okay, we're going to go to this country. What are some things that we should know? Now, you know, depending on the country, you may be looking into it more because it could be a lot more different than what you're used to. But still, it's not something I think to do, like, oh, I should look up these customs. But then you realize, oh, there's things you could do that might seem rude and you didn't mean to be rude or things that you don't need to do, like tipping 20% 20% at a restaurant, you know, basic stuff like that. Right. Well, I thought this was interesting because if people, so non-Americans, when they travel to America, they look up American customs. And these are like oh, things right. that, they're, okay. that they're supposed to be aware of before they visit, which I thought was really interesting. Which is like, uh, you know, don't go out at night in a big city. <laughs> right. Stuff like that. Right. I mean, Stay away from a school at all costs. Yeah, in the middle of the day when I the mean, kids it's got to be gun awareness, right? Oh. It's got to, if somebody asks you for money, just give it to them. Like, it's right. got to be, there's got to be a lot of, I mean, I don't know if those are customs or not, but I got to imagine other countries warn people like, hey. It's dangerous. It's violent. Don't kid yourself. It's violent. I, I asked my uh, German friends about it, and they said, yeah, we really do think of it as the Wild West. Like, it you guys is, are yeah. just living the Wild West. Everyone's carrying guns into fast food restaurants. We don't understand it at all. But they still travel, you know, and there's, I guess there's other things. Yeah. That and I travel I with my kids all the time. You know that. I go to different states every vacation. I'm looking at one for, you know, what we're going to do now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, when I'm with my kids at night, if I'm, like, in... L.A. or it doesn't even matter. Houston. Right. I'm on edge. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I will admit more on edge when I'm with them because I'm like, I got to protect these kids. Well, sure. As if I'm with me, I'm like, you know what? You might have to protect you. You know what I mean? But right. That's it. You know, but yeah. There was a documentary called The Human Animal and they did it just like a planet Earth type of thing, except they were talking about humans as if they weren't a human themselves and explaining what we do. And I thought one of the really interesting things is we have like a zone, they said, that we're comfortable in. 
you know, from your home, and then there's like a radius, and you're totally right. comfortable in that area. And then once you get, and it's about the same. It's kind of like how we all have a personal space bubble that's about the same. Right. You have this zone that you feel safe in, and when you're outside of that zone, as soon as you get outside of it, your heart rate increases. Yeah, of Your course. awareness increases, and yeah. it's just, you know, it's a biological thing. So these are some of the things that they tell people that are, okay. that are traveling here. One of them is that if you're traveling to the south, it has a reputation for being very nice and hospitable. But they warn people that in the South, there's often kind of a, a fake undertone, and it may not be as welcoming as it seems. I've heard people say, like, in the South, depending on which parts of the South you are, there's the parts where they're super nice, and they're so nice that they'll invite you into your house if you need to stay. And then there's mm-hmm. parts where it's just the opposite. I'm going to be polite to you, and you think I'm being super nice, but I need you to get away from me now. But that's kind of a generic thing because it varies person to person, and it does really depend on what part of the South you're in. People are really different all over different parts of the South. And I'm sure, you know, I took my, my German friends came to the United States one time and they wanted to take a road trip. So right. they landed in Atlanta and I drove them up through Kentucky and all these small towns. We went to, a, I think it was like a Hooters or I think it was a Show Me's. Remember those? Oh, okay. I mean, I know like I'm a, aware of just them. Just like Hooters. I'm aware that they exist. Yeah. I don't but I don't think I've ever been in one. And I took my I thought friends. it was a, more of a pizza place. It's, it's, uh, it is just like Hooters or was at least, except they wore blue shorts and from what I could tell, the menu was basically the same. Okay. I don't know if they still exist, but this was small-town Kentucky. I don't know where we were. My German friends were losing it. They were freaking out. They were completely silent the whole time at the table. They didn't want to talk to anyone because they were afraid that if these people heard their accent, that they'd be harassed or something. I right. said, look, it, it, it's okay. You know, they're not, you're, I think you're going to be okay here. I didn't feel nearly as uncomfortable as they did, but it was right. interesting to see them. They're like, please, 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 right. can we get out of here? And that makes sense. One of the things they want well, to— Well, I, mean, ha- I mean, it happens to me, uh, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it wasn't even that far. I mean, we drove to—oh, uh, Field of Dreams. Oh, Just yeah. going to it, Iowa. That's in Iowa, right? Okay. Right? And we stopped in a bar, and, I, and we stopped in a bar. It was me and my boys— uh, to get something to eat, right? Yeah, yeah. And I pulled in, and I, you know, I saw like some Trump flags, yeah. and I'm just being honest. And you kind of, yeah. and a lot of the, all of a sudden, I'm like, we're in Iowa. Why is there a Southern drawl? Oh, I know. Like, where does that? You're in Iowa. Why is that a swine? What is going on here? And you walk it's in, so and weird. everyone looked at us, and it was, it was uncomfortable enough that my oldest was like, "Are we all right?" Yeah, I, I was that. like, yeah, yeah, we're all right. Yeah, we're all right. That's how my German friends, you know. And by the way, stuff. everyone was incredibly nice. Yeah, but there was like they realized in that small bar in that small town that a man and two children they had never seen before just walked in and stood. It stood out. You stood. Right. Out. They stood out and they let us know, like, "Yo, who's that?" And yep. then we sat down, and then everybody was nice after that. But it's like you know, you do get on edge. It, it, weird that you think. Why should my first thought be? I would love if my first thought sitting down that bar was I can't wait to meet these people and their first thought, look at that, new people. <laughs> right. But instead, I yeah. don't know if it's this country, this world, the human race, whatever it is, it's like, look at that. Yep. Might have to fight that fat bastard in overalls, right? Can yeah. I take him? Looks like he's got a buddy in the other room. I got to make sure I keep my back, right? Like, yeah. Well, and we should just state the obvious too, that if I say like, oh, I'm comfortable in that place, I am a white man. So I understand that as a white man, it is easier for me to try and, you know, lay low in some of those places than it is for a lot of other people who might feel you know, a lot more uncomfortable. And I totally get that. So it's not fair for me to say, oh, no, it's, you know, you should feel fine there. All those Trump flags, just go talk to them. They're, they're good people. For me, it's fairly easy to assimilate. And for you, Lazo, even with your two boys, you know, 
I, I hate it. That that's such a big part of this country. But as a white right. guy, because you're white, it is probably a, a different experience. And there probably is that that aspect of it you don't have to worry about. Whereas if you were black or you know whatever, right. you, you might feel it a little bit more. Like, well, this is going to be harder for me to assimilate. I stand out even more. I'm so used to the Trump flags and that whole Southern draw thing because I spend a lot of time with the lake. Right, and all yeah. so I'm used to being around it, and I just kind of, you know, I feel like I can usually get by okay. The Southern draw thing that you mentioned does fascinate me because every small town in America. Yeah, where does that come from? And it only stops when you get to, like, Wisconsin and Minnesota, and then – the southern draw becomes this very pronounced northern accent. Right, right, yeah. You know, like almost Canadian. It's so weird. Every rural town. And you're like, wait yeah. a second. I'm not in the south now. You're in Iowa. Right? Right. But there's still, there's like this draw. And I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's, it's a little different each place you go, but it's still there. there. It's, it's still there. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. One of the that thing, didn't come naturally. No, but somehow it happens. I, right. I mean, hell, we have it around here for sure. You don't have to drive very far. Uh, one of the things that they warn tourists about who are coming to America is how much things cost because they don't understand our taxes. So if you, you know, depending on where you're from, the way that stuff is taxed here can be very confusing. So they'll warn people before they travel. Hey, look, the sales tax is different in each city, in each state. They can have their own county taxes or whatever. Never assume that you know what the price of something is. Some states you go and you go to the grocery store yeah, and, you, and the food is tax free. You cross the state line and you're paying taxes on it. So that's one thing that they, you know, warn people about. Another thing I thought was interesting is they say school buses are like moving pedestrian crossings. If you ever see a school bus and the sign comes out or it's slowing down, you stop. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know. I guess maybe that's not a thing that exists in that? every country. If you're a tourist, maybe they don't have the same I think type have of school buses. buses they? You know, I don't know. Like in Germany, they all rode the train to school. At least all the kids I did. So I don't know. I know they do that in New York too. I don't. Where they ride the train, but still, I think you would think school buses exist. That's in Puerto Rico. They have amazing school buses. You ever seen those? I think it's like privatized in these school buses. They seen them. To... That was a job of mine in my twenties. <laughs> Sounds I was like a Puerto fun. Rican school bus driver. They got the subwoofers and mm-hmm. rims on them and everything else. Uh, let's see what else do they tell people? Oh yes. The big thing is if you've never been to the United States before, they warn people, hey, you're basically visiting 50 different countries. Now, it's not exactly 50 no, different countries. No, that is true. But you need to know that when you cross a, a state is. line. It is. It's yeah. 50 different countries. It and really I'm is. being honest. It is. Yep. It is. Only because, like, there's laws that are different. Yes. Like, if you were coming here from a different country, you just got really high in Colorado, and you're like, this is the greatest place in the world. And then you drove for a few hours, and you're in Kansas, and you pulled over in a Burger King and smoked a joint a in the parking lot before you went in to right eat a burger you're like this is great right in front of a cop and he'd be like yo you're going to jail you're not getting out yep you're in prison like it is literally 50 different countries and you have to know the rules in all of them and in europe when you drive through europe you know you can go from germany to belgium whatever and yes it's an open border because the european union but it is a little more pronounced you know now you're going into another country in the united states you drive from state to state. If it's daytime, you might see a sign that says, welcome to Iowa, welcome to Nebraska, right. whatever. But at nighttime, you might miss it. I oh, mean, yeah. you don't even know a lot of times that you've crossed a state line and that those laws could be completely different. So that is one thing that I, I wouldn't, I'm just so used to that, that the rules are totally different. I remember as a kid, uh, my brother would talk about the rules, you know, the differences between Kansas and Missouri. And if he right. drove to Kansas, what he had to do because – he would do, like, shooting competitions and stuff, right. and all the rules were different. He'd have to stop and change everything over. 
So that I thought that was an interesting one. It also says, be careful how you interact with children that you're not related to here in the United States. Do not scold or discipline anyone oh, yeah. else's no, kids, no, 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 no. no matter how obnoxious they do that in other countries. Oh yeah, they do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, I can't it's, imagine. I'm being honest with you. I can't imagine if a <laughs> Russian or a <laughs> Chinese guy, a Czechoslovakian, or German, whatever, whatever, was like, yeah, just started yelling at my kid. Yeah, I'd be like, first off. USA. Second off, I'm about to whoop your ass. Don't talk to my kid. That is, yeah, I would be really mad. Yeah. And but by the way, just I mean, there's a little humor in that, but don't yell at my kid, period. If my kid's being a jerk, just come and tell me. I got it. Don't yell at my kid. And that's I mean, that's pretty typical I think that's fair. Amer- American way. Now, I know that some people have friends and their kids spend a ton of time together, and maybe they know that, hey. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like, yeah. But, man, if I got yelled at by one of my friends, even, like, friends that I was with all the time and my mom loved the parents or whatever, if I got yelled at, if I came home and said, oh, I got yelled at by so-and-so's mom, it was bad news. I don't think they would care about that so much if it was some of my buddy's friends. Like, okay, whatever. It depended but on how I got yelled at. But they'd just be at. like, what happened? But, yeah, if it was some of these parents that I didn't know. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you're at the grocery store? And somebody comes up and disciplines you, oh my gosh, my mom would have absolutely lost it. That's just not oh. just not what we do. And another thing, I know we're running out of time, but I thought this was interesting. They tell people, especially from Europe, hey, when you come to the United States, if you go out to eat and you order tea, it's probably going to be iced tea. You need to specify, oh, yeah. which I never even thought about. They see tea and they say, or they just say, bring me a tea, and they bring iced tea. You know, right, if you're course. in the South, it's sweet, and if you're not right. in the South, it's unsweet. But if you want hot tea. You have yeah, you to gotta, tell them. Yeah, and then I think it would be weird. What? To, once you've got that iced tea in front of you? No, I think it'd be weird for you. I don't like. I've I've waited tables for you know, like we've talked about years and years and years. When somebody orders hot tea, I'm like, shut up. Oh, I gotta yeah. go back to the kitchen right. and find that little stupid silver thing. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where it is. We've got like twenty of them, but they nobody ever gets them. And I gotta get a little coaster for you. I know I'm supposed to win. I got to put a lemon wedge on the side. I got to fill it with hot water. Where do I get the hot water? Right. Where do I get it? And I'm like, how hot? Well, I'll just microwave, microwave. it because nobody knows. The red handle isn't right. working. It, like, yeah. just lady, put it, like, right. if you want tea, just get it at home. Get coffee like everybody else. Exactly. Get. So now I'm like, okay, I need hot water. So I pour an empty thing of water through the coffee machine, and I'm like, there's your tea. Ugh. And then I got to find a bag for it. I'm oh. Yeah. Are you kidding me for a drink that I think is 90 cents? Like, it's way too much work. And why do you want it while you're out? You know, I'm with you. Drink it. I love tea. I'll drink hot tea, but drink it at home. You know? I made some this morning, yeah. English breakfast. Yeah. I'm a big love fan. It. But don't order it don't at order the it. Olive Garden. Just drink coffee. That would be my what advice. What are you doing? Oh, and one more thing that I also thought was interesting. They tell people, hey, when you come to the United States, especially if you're driving in like a rural part of the country and there's not a lot of traffic, if a car is coming towards you, there's a very good chance that person is going to wave at you. That does not mean that they're trying to get your attention. It's just that people wave when you're in rural areas. So if you drive by someone and they wave at you, don't think that you're doing anything wrong. Oh, yeah, that's true. Apparently, this surprises a lot of people. They're like, oh, that person just waved at me. Is there something wrong? Is this a dead end? No, people do that. They'll wave. And, and yeah. part of that was also if you ask an American a question, be prepared to get an answer. Even, you know, if you say, how are you doing? There's a chance they might actually tell you how they're doing, even if they don't know you. Right. That really freaks out a lot of Europeans. They don't really do the, you know, 
Thank you. Hope you're having a good day. Appreciate it. You know, the, the, there's just not as much of that. It's a little, little more. Well, it's like big city. You know, I don't think they do that as much. In, yeah, in we don't do city. that. We don't really tell you how we're feeling, do we? Uh, they're just saying, like, if you ask a, a, a question, I think sometimes people do. It depends on where you are. The more rural you are, the more likely you are to get a, a conversation. If you're at the checkout and you ask someone, you know, that's working there, hey, how's your day going? There's a chance that she might tell you how her day is going. Oh, I got here at 6 a.m. Yeah. You know that that happens. Oh, yeah, you're and right. It, and we're just so used to it, we don't think about it. I'm always <laughs> like, shut up. I know you're not a fan of it. You're not a fan of it. And I would warn people, too, that when you get on an airplane in the United States, there's a good chance the person next to you is going to talk to you. And, you know, I think the only way to get out of that is to put your headphones on. Well, yeah, that is it. Just put, just have them on when you get on the plane and then sit Another down. really good thing to do, because I don't like talking to people. Yeah. And I don't like talking to them on a plane. Well, really good thing to do that I've learned over the years, as many times that I've flown. Yeah. And people will stop talking to you just go, and then be like, yeah. I don't love flying. That's all you have to say, uh, right? And then grab the barf bag okay. and put it in front of the magazine. Don't you have to use it. Sure, don't Just hold put it, it in front because then they're like, oh, God. And then their mind automatically goes to, I'm not going to talk to him. He might puke. Yeah. He might. And then if you go, they're like, he doesn't even want to open his mouth. And then at the end of it, they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you made it and you're good. All right. I wanna, that, that's a good idea. I want to ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. And we'll be done. What would you rather have? Would you rather be on a flight? The same distance, say it's from here to Dallas or wherever. It's got a horrible turbulence. People are, are, you know, some of them are screaming. They're so scared. The electricity is coming on and off. It's bouncing around in the air, but it gets there. Or get on a flight that's totally smooth as glass, but you sit next to a little old lady who wants to talk to you. Um, which, well, which, all right, which well, wait, hold on a second, because i got to ask you, mm-hmm. who am I sitting next to on the turbulent flight? Someone wearing headphones. They might be but I'm still little, sitting next to him? <gasps> yeah. Uh, then yeah. I'll take the old lady. If you're going to give me the whole road of my safe self, then I'll take the turbulence. Okay, so road to yourself, turbulence. Yeah, but if I still got to sit next to somebody, then I'll just talk to her. It's fine. So the old lady to you is is almost as feared as a very... Not tur- fear, but as annoying as turbulence. <laughs> but if I can have the whole road of myself and lift up that middle thing and carry my feet, I'm good. The Church of Laszlo. All right, you good? I'm good. One more day until vacation, is that right? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's exciting, but it's also sad. I miss Why? you. I miss you. But eventually, eventually we'll live together and won't have to you worry won't about it. You miss me. You'll be fine. Are you excited? Let, let's admit it. This is, I think this time of year is when you and I are in our, our best mood. I get really depressed about the time change in the weather. Yeah. But the holidays help a lot. I yeah. Do, I do like the holidays. I'm a little depressed. I've been real depressed. I have to be honest with the, you. The past uh, few days. That's what I told you. I've been going to sleep. I don't when I get have home. the boys for Thanksgiving this year. Oh, yeah, that sucks. So last year, I took them. I had them for the whole week. This year, they go with their mom for the whole week. So uh, I don't have them. So, yeah, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Well, if so, I was going to be home, you know, I would invite you over. And you, Oh, I, I'm not worried about all that. It's just like, you know, I, know, I have something to do. Kids. But it's like, yeah, you know, I like to hang out with them. But yeah. I get it. And I also think it like, okay, but next year I get to do the full week, man. So we're good. Yeah. It is what it is. And uh, they get to go see their mom and their mom's family, and it'll be good for them. Absolutely. Right. And don't you think, I mean, I know for me at least, when the when it starts getting dark early and it's just the weather change, it got cold and it got dark at the same time. And there's, I just, as I get older, each year it's a little bit worse and my seasonal depression kicks in. And I just like, I want to sleep. I lose all motivation. I get very low. But the right. holidays do cheer me up a bit. I think it's good uh, that we have Christmas it. will be great. Christmas is awesome. I love right. it. I guess this year I just kind of want to get through Thanksgiving without them. Yeah. And then, then I'm good. I'll but, be all right. But you do have some 
potential plans for Thanksgiving. Right? I'm going to drive to Detroit and okay. see my family. Like I, li- I am going to go do that. Okay, I'm going to leave Monday or Tuesday. But you know, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like any of them as much as I like my kids. I I totally get it. Right. But and I think you're the kind of person too that you could sit at home alone on Thanksgiving. I'll be and, okay. I've done it make, before. Make your own Thanksgiving turkey. I made turkey sandwiches yeah. one year by myself in my twenties. Like yeah. I'm okay with that. I can get it done. It's weird. I didn't. I never thought I would be okay with that. But like in Seattle, the first time I did it. I remember, and then I went over to your house later, but I remember being at the house and I made like, I tried, you know, you said, hey, Slim, you got to go do it. Go to the grocery store. Yeah, so you got to do it. I made a turkey. I ate green beans. I right. watched like a Christmas movie and then I got to see you. And then I think the next year I went and watched a Chiefs game at a bar. Yeah. And they play in the Broncos. I remember I like, that. You know what? You can figure yeah, it out. It's this. good. You know, yeah, you just, you got to. It also builds a little bit of character. When you don't have the things that you want around you for the holidays, I know a lot of people get depressed about that. The one and and I've done it s- several several times. One of the things is that you grow from it, and I, I don't want to sound all like you know, whatever, sure, preachy or, or uh, self helpy, right? Mm-hmm. But you kind of grow from it, and the growth is, man, I got through that. Yes, I could do anything. I'm an adult. Like I can do anything, and the next set of challenges just don't seem as much. Like no. so, you know, in my twenties, I made myself a turkey sandwich from, uh, you know, you know, the grocery store, yeah. and I watched TV in a an apartment with a Murphy bed, and didn't know anybody. And yeah, did it suck? I was like, yeah, this sucks. But then the next day, like, I was alive, and like. Okay, well, now when it happens, I'm like, I've already done this. Right. You know what I mean? It's like football practice. Like, yeah, it sucks the first time, but now the third time, like, I've already done this. What are you going to do to me? You got nothing. Yeah. You know, and then you start to realize what you can handle and what you can't handle. Well, and it's like you've been saying for years, stay positive. And I think that what was important to me is, like, on that Thanksgiving, that first one, you said, hey, you got to do it, though. You, you know, gotta don't, don't do just it. sit there and watch little people. Yeah, yeah. Don't pretend runs. it didn't happen. Right. You got, like you, I always put it in those apartments in that Murphy, but I always put up a Christmas tree. Yeah. I always did it. You, I I made sure I did. It. I made sure that I went and got turkey. Now it turkey was a turkey sandwich instead. So I was like, I don't think I can cook a turkey in this small oven. Yeah. But I went and got a turkey sandwich. I did my like. I think one year I went and got a rotisserie chicken. I'll do yeah. that. It's close enough to a turkey. Fine. Yeah. Do that. Watch, like, do it. Watch, like, you owe uh, it to yourself. You got it. Yeah. But turn on a Christmas movie that mm-hmm. night, and boom, that was... Turn on the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time, Four Brothers. Four Brothers. There you go. It is, now, you're going to watch it this Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, aren't you? I will. I promise. promise. I want you to send me a picture. I know we okay. got tomorrow, too. I want you to send me a picture of you and your family watching Four Brothers. It is the greatest uh, Thanksgiving movie of all time. Okay, here's the deal. I'll watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles <sighs> tonight, because that's a tradition. And then, the, as soon as we're done with work this week, I will watch Four Brothers. you got to watch it on Thanksgiving. You want to watch it on the day? Four on, Brothers is on Thanksgiving. That's what you do. Brother. Okay. I'll watch it on Thanksgiving. I want I everyone to tweet picture. me, whether you're with a bunch of family or by yourself. And I don't know where I'll be. I think I'm driving home, but I may be by myself. I haven't made any plans yet. No one's expecting me anywhere. I don't have anything to do. Uh, but I will also tweet a picture of me watching Four Brothers. I want people to do that. I will Snapchat it. I will Instagram it. I will tag you in the story, right. and you will see me watching Four Brothers. Good show, Mark Wahlberg. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo.